Gotta clean shit. Gotta take a nap. What yeah. does he say? Taking sh- taking shits need a not long <laughs> cleaning shits need a, it's need a I'm long. I'm so tired. Deep. I haven't slept in four years. Can yeah. you tell? Yeah, I can relate. I haven't slept in eight years. Oh my god. Okay, with me is the fantastic Alyssa Milano. Hi. Hi. I can't believe you're here. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Okay, but first, let me get into some small business stand up business. Come see me do stand up August second and third. Salt Lake City, Utah. Nadav, move the, the thing. I can't read. Sorry, September mommy. 5th, Milwaukee. September 6th, Chicago. September 7th, Boston. October 3rd through 5th, Nashville. October 17th, Irvine. November 22nd, Seattle. November 23rd, Portland, Oregon. I've just added Irvine. Wait, did I say Irvine? Yes, I did. Oh, there it is. October 17th. So come see me locally at Christina P. Online. If you haven't already, check out my two Netflix specials, Mother Inferior and the degenerates. Okay, thank you. My friend, Alyssa Milano is here. Thank you for joining. I'm so stoked. Thank you for having me. Now, you've started your new podcast, Sorry Not Sorry. Yes. Which everyone knows you as obviously a superstar, television star, perfect hair person from the 80s. <laughs> perfect hair person. I every, look at those pictures and I'm like, what was I thinking? No, every girl listening, I guarantee we all tried to do the Alyssa Milano. And on your mom's house, you revealed your secret. Could you reveal your secret yeah. to your hair now? So um, I used to bend over uh-huh. and spray my hair when I was bent over and then use the blow dryer while I was still bent over. And then and then the foosh. It looked really good. Yeah, I think I went through a phase two of like a really small round brush. Uh-huh. Yep. But now, I, did you do, you didn't do the two layer, like the one that goes back oh, yeah, and then the some, one that goes, I mean, oh, you did, you did, I remember. There were a lot of faces. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I do recall It was an evolution that. of yeah. the bang. But uh, I'm telling you, everybody listening to us right now, at some point, wanted to look like you, talk like you, be you, maybe that's just me, but you were pretty fucking cool, that's, still are pretty fucking cool. That's very nice. You're uh, uncomfortable. I know, I'm sorry, nice. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I have to tell you how <laughs> I okay. feel. I appreciate that very yeah, you're much. You're so fantastic, and I follow you on the gram, and you're a huge champion of the Me Too movement, um, and also of breastfeeding. I mean, I think you've been a huge part of normalizing it and i think every woman listening thanks you for that as well um that was that was an important thing i i think uh for me especially i actually had someone tell me to go into the bathroom once while i was in the mall breastfeeding and that's where it all started and the baby was you know what you know after you give birth and you just start to like creep your way out of the house (laughs) and then just starting right now it's been a year it, you look around and everything kind of looks different. Like everything yeah. has a weird glow. Like the leaves look different. <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's like you woke up from a weird totally. vacation nap. Totally. Right? So, so yeah. So I started to go out of the house and I'd go to the mall and just walk around and, and breastfeed. And I had some guy come over to me and say, you know, you should really do that in the bathroom. <gasps> and it was a guy on top of Of course. Of it. Was he an older guy? He was an older guy. Yeah, he was probably in his 50s or 60s. And I said to him, I was like, would you eat where you shit? 
Yeah. Like, yes. Why would I put my baby through that? And that's when it kind of, that was the impetus to start posting those pictures on Instagram because I was like, we've got to do something. And I'll never forget, I went on Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. And she actually fought with me I about it. I remember her. I remember this. Yeah. She was like, whatever. Breastfeeding is a, it's a short window of your life. And then you forget about it and you move on. And I don't know what this, Alyssa Miles make a big deal out of it kind of thing. Yeah, right? no, I was, and I was on the show with her and she was like, you know, I just think you should do it in private. And I, and, and I said to her, I said, if you're lucky, my baby's not here right now. Cause I'd whip him out <laughs> and breastfeed right here on your show. Um, but Good yeah, I, I mean, and I've seen her recently and everything's fine, but it was such a weird thing. So weird, you know, and I go to this place of like, there's no other country that, that, you know, where lactation consultants actually exist. Oh, right. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, and wow. it's because we've created this job for people to teach us how to do the most natural thing in the world because we don't see other women do it. The oh, first I person know. I saw breastfeed was me. Right. Right. Same. And I was like, I oh, I this is cool. <laughs> right? I and was now- more like, what is happening? <laughs> I, don't- I think you have a much more relaxed attitude uh, than I do. Wait, first of all, let's see. What's your mom resume? How many children? How old? Okay. Um, I have two children. I have a boy, Milo, who's mm-hmm. seven, and a girl, Bella, who's four. Oh, yeah. So you're a varsity mom. You're two kids deep. You're all in. And your kids are older than mine. So I consider you a varsity level. Oh, I, I get it. Yeah. I'm like a varsity mom. Yeah. Does that I'm, mean, yeah. I'm still JV. Like I'm learning. I'm still kind of. Got it. I mean, you're always learning though. You oh, never had it. Come on. You never have it down. Sorry. Sorry. Cool mom. It's not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. You're cool moms, Alyssa. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, I'm super cool. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. See, yeah. and a lot of people think I'm literal when I say I'm a cool mom. What I mean is now, like, I feel like one kid is like, you can still have one foot in the door of being a kind of cool lady two kids it's like you're i'm all in dude like i'm all in and i feel like my older one knows that i'm not cool mom anymore (laughs) because he's already like i i went to his um he had a little talent show today and he played the drums and afterwards i was so proud of him i went to kiss him and he's seven and he was like mom mom please I was like, who are, who are you trying to impress that you don't want mom to kiss you? No. Yeah, and it's just like a th- I don't like thing. that. I and don't then like I'm, that. Did you ever flash back to like moments with your mom of like... Oh, no, I try not to. I have an amazing mom, but I flash back to moments of like... <gasps> like, does my breath smell like my mom's breath? I think breath about that sm- all the time. And I'm I like, maybe that that's why he doesn't want to kiss me right now is because there's you. a smell that's going on. He would tell I didn't you. tell my mom. Did you tell your mom? Yeah. You did? I tell her. You have too much makeup on. You have too much hairspray. Your nails are too red. You have too much. I didn't like, I didn't like <laughs> touching her. Yeah, she was a real asshole. Now... Um, <laughs> I got a lot to work on in therapy. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to tell you just before we go on, I don't want to just gloss over. I think it's, like I said, very culturally important of what you did. And it's, it's hugely significant. And I do think you're going to go down in the history books of social media as being somebody who actually used the platform for something inherently good. Not well, just that's like, nice. thank you. But now we need, we need women to, to, you know, cause I can't breastfeed anymore. Not lactating anymore. Oh, um, they look great. I mean, they're so much smaller. Smaller. I, I was at a photo session yesterday, and I've had the same publicist for twenty years, right? And That's she fine. would always be just very on high alert that my nipples wouldn't be showing, right? <laughs> and she kind of still does that, even though I'm forty six. <laughs> and so, like, 
So I was wearing this kind of off-the-shoulder jacket, like this, it almost looks Chanel, really, really cute. And she's like, do we need tape? Like immediately going back to this place. And I was like, my nipple is down here now. <laughs> so no, there's no chance yeah. that those nips are going to slip no, out. You're not. In but this they look, thing that... They look high and tight still. It's you're, the bra. It's the bra. You got to tell me what you're using. And my nips have changed color. They used to be pink and now they're forever purple. But I told you why that is. Well, the the, hor- the hormone. Yeah, but doesn't it go away? Doesn't it go away? Sometimes I don't think so. Oh, fuck you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love to start the... Uh, Does anything else go away? You know, well, did you did you see section? I forget. Yes, twice. Okay. Do you have? Do you still have feeling in those nerve endings? I hear sometimes it, they it came back. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, in some places. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. How, but your vag is normal. But here's the thing: is my kids both think that you only have babies through your tummy? <laughs> because I'm not quite ready to tell yeah. them that it comes out of your vagina oh, because I, I feel like they'd be so horrified. I'm still horrified. Like I can't believe it. They came out of my vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't know how I'm going to break the news. No, them. you have to talk. Um, so let's start. We haven't even done our intro clip because I'm so excited to talk to you. We have a lot to get into. Uh, this clip was sent to me by my cousin Shadi today. Uh, just see what's going on here. This is amazing. A debate raging over a Florida city playing children's music at a park pavilion at night to keep homeless people away. People say the music rotates between Baby Shark and this song. Jeez, jeez. It's raining tacos. So they're playing this music <laughs> to keep homeless people away? Yeah, this is in West Palm Beach, which I don't know if you've been there. I mean, there. those are some privileged homeless people oh. if they're like, yo, we're not going to stay here because oh. of the kids' music. <laughs> well, West Palm Beach is very nice. Yeah, I don't know if you've been there. Yeah, I guess it is. It is hoity-toity, yeah. and I love it. But this is cruelty on a whole other level. Now, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Baby Shark. Have you heard of this taco song? Yes, actually, I heard it at the... Um, at the the talent show today no kidding yeah well i gotta look it up because i'm a huge fan of baby shark i actually prefer the baby trap uh baby shark trap remix have you heard that one uh, i don't think i have it's really good does your little boy do all the Fortnite dances too are we in the cool moms club right now i don't think so i think we're here dude are we I'm so excited you brought it up because I've downloaded Fortnite in an effort to learn, learn. more about the dances because I'm yeah. on TikTok. I'm really yeah. enjoying those yeah. vibes. Yeah. Are you there I'm, yet, I'm Mom? Not, I'm not there. Are you? Do you keep up with all the cool things your kids are into? They're not into that. No? No. Oh, okay. But 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 can he do the dances? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He can do the dances. All of the like, yeah, 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 and yeah. the floss. Yeah, I can floss. I can, I can floss. floss. Okay, I shit. Can floss. I'll, I'll floss. floss later. Right okay. now, I'll dance you off with the... With the, with the Fortnite dance. I can't wait. I love it. So yep. what I like to do also is um, mom fails. I love to know what people are doing wrong because I feel like social media, mm. uh, you know, you're very honest. And by the way, the first time I saw you breastfeed on Instagram, that picture was a lovely black and white photo you posted. Yeah, I made it black and white so people would think it was artistic. I loved it. <laughs> I loved that you did that, by the way. Genius. C- conscious choice. You're so smart. Yeah. Well, I saw it and I was jarred. I have to admit that I at first really? was like, whoa. Because I'm like, well, you don't see that. You didn't. I've never seen that before, too. Like you said, like you do it in private. You kind of, it's your little secret and your family sees you do it. 
but to see you on social i'm like oh she's so brave was she's this so before you had kids and yeah no, i guess no no this is recent this is like maybe in between the kids one having one and the other yeah look it up let's look it up because how long ago did you post this i feel like this I is mean, I've fairly recent them. like that's that bella. one i remember that's that. bella yeah Aww. i don't know if i posted milo but there was one I swore I thought that's it that's mm -hmm. it that's that's the picture heard around the world right that's the one that got you in. I don't know if that was the first one I've done quite a few obviously because um so pretty though. because the so outrage tight. from the first yeah. one I was like oh <laughs> fuck this I love, it. I love it I you know what's interesting oh the Wonder Woman one. Oh, that's that might have been the first one that was Halloween fantastic time. look how great your Hooters look too yeah those were the days i have to tell you i'm so stoked because my kids finally turning one this saturday and i'm throwing a huge party there's that wendy williams there she is <laughs> uh, i got catering i got an open bar i got a fire truck amazing dude girl and this yeah. party is not for the kids you know what i'm saying right this is for of mom of course it's i'm the out cool of mom party it's a cool mom party yeah. and it's the end of the postpartum funkadelic time for me right and we'll go into all okay. that shit um mm. yeah right because you had a postpartum funkadelic experience yeah, with both as well of them. not yeah. as bad with my daughter because i knew what to expect but with my son for sure yeah mine flipped actually mine was worse uh the second baby if that makes any sense well, what's the age difference uh two and a half years so and how long did you did you breastfeed the first i did I for only, how long i lasted four months and then i tapped out so you were only basically either not pregnant or lactating for how long in between <laughs> because that's oh. a lot of it is the hormones going okay i have to breastfeed i have to make the milk and then and then you know weaning which crashes the hormones and then yes. all of a sudden you're pregnant and you go up again and it just sort of builds up and i think that they're finding studies now oh, that wow. women that miscarry mm -hmm. before a pregnancy also has, has that hormonal shift and they suffer from postpartum uh, anxiety and depression worse than a hundred because I had two miscarriages me before for each pregnancy no before the first one before Alex, oh because I, I had a I had a miscarriage before Milo and a miscarriage before oh, Bella brutal yeah but I, I sort of looked at it as this is what my body does like yeah. to get cleaning ready the, you're yeah, cleansing the palate what, yeah I don't know what it is but yeah. I was also older I was 38 when I had me too Milo and 41 when I had Bella me too exactly whoa wait whoa are we that's the same weird are we person? the same person I just turned 42 when I had like literally three weeks yeah. after I turned 42 and I think that that has something to do with postpartum too not to like totally um, depress us but I think when women have babies later on when they're close to being transitional menopause yes, yes yes again it's like that hormone shift our body's not supposed to be no having babies at our age at 40 are you no and and the hormones it takes to create a human yeah a human we're creating a fucking human and then breastfeeding which I think kept me in it longer kept me because the second baby I breastfed only a month longer see it's interesting because I felt that with Milo, I breastfed until he was 10 months and he weaned himself. And I felt like my postpartum was bearable until I weaned. Really? And then I just think my hormones crashed so low sure. after, after weaning. Like I had postpartum anxiety for sure from the second he was born. Oh. I would, in that middle of the night when he would wake up and I... I would hear the monitor and I would literally have such a panic attack that 3 a.m. feeding when everything is so still and dark and silent. Yeah. 
terrifying yes what, terrifying. what is it about the middle of the night because that still spooks me when the kid pops up and cries you got to go down there something about being woken up out of yeah. a sleep is like it's even more terrifying for me well and and sleep deprivation oh. and anxiety and everything all that goes hand in hand yeah but for me i just remember i had panic attacks and then I had weird like OCD. Did you have OCD? Yes. Checking. Yes. I would I would check the monitor. I would check the Nest app. I would uh, go into hyperdrive on Amazon. We don't have enough diapers. We right. need to buy more. Uh, I used to go into stuff. his drawers. Oh, God, girl. And I used to smell his clothes to make sure that they weren't smelling musty. You know that oh, musty smell? Yes. When, and I'd take everything out and I'd like air it out and I'd fold it back. And I, I was really not well. Yeah, like really not well. And Me then too. I went back to work, which was every time I drove away from the house, it was literally worst case scenario. And this scenario. is my love. This is the this first. This is my first. Yeah. yeah. It was worst case scenario for me. Mm. And I went to my OBGYN and she was like, no, this can't be um, postpartum because you're so far out. And I was like, uh, well, I just weaned breastfeeding and this started happening really bad. Like, can't. Can't I just be different? Why do I have to fit into this perfect box but of what postpartum? But it makes sense because your she hormones me, are coming back. She, told me, she said, you know what? It's a big life change. Go for a hike. <laughs> Bitch. Take a yoga class. Oh. I'm not kidding. And she did and she I hold was her like, hand and make eye contact? Yes, she did no. just like that. And then, wait, so this gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. She said, and I'll never forget it for as long as I live. Oh. She looked at me in the eye and she said, and if you want a second one, we should probably figure that out now because, you know, you're 39. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm not even sure I want the one I have, right. like, let alone a second one. Right. It was so bad. And then finally, I found this through a friend who also went. I found this amazing doctor who specializes in, in women and mental disorders, just through transitional hormone experiences. Oh, wow. So pubescent. Oh, wow. Yes. I, um, I had a major problem in puberty, too, you did, emotionally. Which they say goes hand in hand. Yeah. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember that I did. Um, uh, and then, uh, yeah, so pregnancy, postpartum, and menopausal women, he only treats. And he he said that he started the practice, because which I find this so interesting. He was working after he he finished and got his you know he he became a doctor. He was working in an ER, and he was overwhelmed by the fact that women were coming in with anxiety and depression right after giving birth, and nobody knew what to say to them or do for them. Um, and he was like, "I'm going to open a practice that specializes in in mental health of of hormonal Who's women." This guy? <laughs> I'll give you his name. Can I go to his name's Dr. Spurego <laughs> and he's amazing. Okay, he's yeah. In LA. yeah. So did you fire LA. this gynecologist that held oh, your of hand? Course. Yeah, good. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Um and so how did you find your way out? So my friend Leanne Kreischer, she calls the early stages of motherhood the dark forest. Mm. And some women go all in and they have a hard time finding their way out. Some mm. women can kind of get their head out. You know, you maybe work part time or you go back to work full time. But how did you get out of the dark forest? It was hard because I was also battling this thing of like, I didn't even know if I wanted to work. Yeah, that too. That's a big right? one. And of course. Th and then the balance of, well, you know, it's a thing that they say where working moms are, are um, supposed to work like they have no kids right. and moms are supposed to raise kids like we have no work. Right. And so I didn't, 
I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was resentful that I had to go back to work, mm. you know, and we were a two income family. And I was like, wait, what? I've been working forever. This is my time to be a mom. Um, of course, I wouldn't have been happy just with that either. It wasn't that that was bothering me. It was it was a hormonal chemical reaction to having a child. And I was I was really messed up, but I needed I needed medication. Yeah, me too. What did yeah. you get on? So, well, to handle the, I was on a lot to handle, to handle the, um, and mind you, this was after I weaned so we could really go for it. Yeah. Good for you. Um, but after I weaned, I was on, um, a benzo and a gabapentin, Mm. which is a, um, yeah. What does that stuff do? Cause it's an anti seizure medication. Mm -hmm. Gabapentin is, um, and the off label use is for anxiety. It just kind of shuts off that part of your brain. Benzo it. is a um, sedative. Mm-hmm. So you, it calms you down. It right. t- turns off the so fight or flight panic did. in the brain. Right. Which I, I learned a whole bit. Like the fight or flight happens from the, the brain stem, which is the most primitive part of the entire body. There's been absolutely no evolution at all. Mm. And so fight or flight is a really, it's a real thing. Mm. And our bodies react to it in a very real way. Even though you're like, well, I'm not my life isn't in danger right your brain stem doesn't know that and the adrenaline i remember yeah the you feel constantly if if you're listening to this and you're like i'm not sure i have anxiety (laughs) um if you're super tired all the time if you feel adrenalized for no reason everything feels big like i remember just the thought of getting my kid ready to go to the doctor when he was an infant like how Okay, well, his nap time is from 10 to 11, and then the appointment's yeah, at 11.30, yeah. so I have to plan, yeah. and then we have yeah. to get and snacks, nap, and then and the then nap. The snack. <laughs> and how am I going to get in the car? And oh my God, are they going to fall asleep in the car? Because if they fall asleep in the car, <laughs> the rest of the day is shot. Yeah. And what if they wake up cranky? And yeah. I mean, it's like a whole thing that we put ourselves through. Yeah. Um, and I was on uh, Zoloft, oh, which yeah, stopped. That's a good one. It stopped working completely oh, oh, oh. for me. But that was after I had Bella. So I stayed. Um, oh, so you could stay on it while you were pregnant. I wasn't on all that medication oh, oh. while I was while I was pregnant. I, I uh, weaned off of the, the benzo and the gabapentin when I knew that I was going to, we were going to try for, for Bella. And then we um, went down on the Zoloft to like a micro dose. And I stayed on the Zoloft while I was pregnant with Bella, um, uh, which I was terrified of. But they assured me everything was going to be fine. Um, and the whole time you're thinking, well, I have to take care of my old, how am I going to do this? Oh my and God, you yes. right. Like that's horrible. Thing. It's so hard to be pregnant with a toddler. It's the worst, especially being old and pregnant. And then I was, I was really, really, really good for the first, I breastfed Bella for almost two years. What? Yeah. You and deserve I'd probably a medal. still be breastfeeding her if she would still take it. If I mean, she would she, let it. She was always just the most cuddliest child yeah and I remember thinking I had this yoga this yoga instructor um who told me that she breastfed until she was four and I was horrified I was like this is good I would never (laughs) and then you know two years old I was like I could do this for another two years but she weaned and that's again when my and you panic and ag- so, anxiety happened again. So see, I think I'm the it's- opposite. I the minute I I had to stop breastfeeding in order to get my sanity and my hormones oh, really? back because I found that it kept me in a suspended state of pregnancy and that feeling of not being in control of your body or in control. Yeah. And I I need to be in control. Right. And I think breastfeeding threw me out of 
out of being able to like you're i mean you're at the beck and call of a baby and their yeah. appetites you know you, you have to sync up your schedule oh yeah like all the time so how did you Sleep? do that for two years how did you keep up with bella's um, schedule well you know once they start eating oh, solids right, right. it's just they just want it for comfort like a, at it's a like, certain point right oh, so it's like morning and or whatever morning night, and night, night. we Aww, did it. but that's yeah. nice and it you could so keep nice. your supply that way I would I would pump. I had such a crazy reserve of breast milk. Wow, you could sell it. You know what I did? I made I made their their <laughs> solids with it. Oh, that's awesome! So, yeah, so I would make you know homemade carrots or whatever, and I would mix the breast milk in it. That's so that they fantastic. Were getting, yeah, they were getting breast milk basically the whole two years. So that's yeah, amazing. It was great, but for me, that's just how my uh, the it it the breastfeeding sent out the happy hormones, I think, and that kept the mental. You health and check and then you stopped with bella and that's when the shit yeah. hit the fan and i remember again. the last time do you remember the last time you breastfed yeah and it makes me sad i know and me it's too so sad. i know i hate we it we were in um a my gym class you know which is like a mommy and me class mm -hmm. and there was a loud noise and she freaked out and she walked over she said mama chi chi and that's what she used to call my boobs and she still calls them that but she doesn't eat off them and um she <laughs> curled up in my lap and she breastfed and that was it that was the last time oh, she ever did you cry i wept on both both occasions at my children yeah so. it's not it's not easy i hate it and i think about all the time like what's gonna be and we have boys so it's gonna be earlier what's gonna be the last time i'm able to carry my kid no my son? i don't want to talk about it i mean it's not i can't really carry him like this anyway seven he's like 60 pounds so i have to put them on my back but there's gonna be a time that that doesn't even work. i don't like it my one-year-old is in that wonderful mommy centric time mm -hmm. where he's starting to walk and he just mommy 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 mm -hmm. all day long Looks if i back walk for away you. Yeah. yeah i love it so i love sweet. it right but now. i just want to go back to yes, the medication conversation let's go. just let's go just so that we need to go way deep we gotta go yeah way so deep wait on. so then so so the zoloft stopped working after i breast after i weaned off bella and we had to switch my antidepressant which is a thing and we went on um, a Fexer. Because um, it is quite common that they stop working, from what I understand. Antidepressants, some, for some reason. I think your brain learns that like you have to, that it has to overcompensate to feel ah. the anxiety, the fight or flight. Because Aha. your body's doing what it's supposed to do. It, if it thinks it's in danger, it's supposed to release that feeling. Um, but if you have, um, but if it's in hyper mode, it's because the, the wires, the, it's a missignaling, obviously. Like the reason you and I had such extreme postpartum, because your, your body thinks something traumatic is happening when it's not. But right? I'm not so sure that childbirth is traumatic enough to trigger a very real fight or flight. I think childbirth is really invasive. Oh, yeah. I think it's really hard. I was in labor for 18 hours with Milo. I pushed for three and a half. Oh. And, Wait, and what, what kind of birth did you, what did you do? Hospital, home? Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for the three and a half hours, not to get too um, to script, but, you know, a nurse's hands are basically inside. And, and sometimes multiple. I had them multiple. change shifts during my pushing. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it triggered my sexual assault. Wow. And I don't think people talk about that. Wow. I think you're right. I think it is so invasive and can be so invasive. And and I remember sitting there going, why is this really horrible feeling so familiar to me? Mm. And I didn't realize it until Me Too, when mm. Me Too hit, that I hadn't 
A, I hadn't dealt with my sexual assault, but B, that that was the moment that triggered, I think, uh, my PTSD. Mm. And I think I had PTSD from tough labors. I, I 100%. I think, I think birth is so traumatic for so many women. Sometimes the sheer physical act can be traumatic. You can have a reaction for a long time after. Or like you said... It's, it's reminding you of the original trauma. Thing. So did, were you cognizant of that? Had you? I wasn't cognizant uh, uh, about it until I, I after, after Bella and I went through another bout of like another episode of, of anxiety, I realized um, that I needed to do a deep dive into to, to therapy. Uh, I had a friend say to me, the only way out is in. Yeah. And um, I started doing uh, my my psychiatrist recommended um, somatic experiencing. Which Tell is, me about this. It's, it's very interesting. So a doctor came up with this theory that um, from watching wild animals, um, that uh, animals in the wild have to deal with fight or flight all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, basically there's not a day that goes by that they're not in some kind of life or death danger. I think about that all the time. When I yeah. watch these wildlife documentaries, I'm yeah. like, how are these cheetahs napping? Yeah. How is this, how <laughs> exactly. is this adorable monkey taking a snooze <laughs> at any minute a vulture it's could so come? so true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what this doctor found is that after these traumatic experiences, the animal has... Uh, some sort of physical thing that it does like you'll notice it'll like thump its leg uh-huh. it'll shake. shake you literally see dogs shake yeah it'll yeah. shake it off like this like whole... taylor swift yeah exactly <laughs> yes um and so what he took that to be is a nervous system reboot i totally get that so somatic experiencing is where you're in therapy and it's like a, almost a combination for me, it was a combination of talk therapy and physical therapy, where you identify where in your body the trauma is living, mm. and you kind of work it out in a body type of way. Um, you know, so whether that means explaining what the feeling is there, and you can notice, like, if you're talking about something that's traumatic, sometimes you'll get like a weird eye twitch, yes, or a muscle spasm, or you'll tense up. You'll get heartburn. You know, there's different physical indications of where your body is holding the trauma. And it's all all about releasing that from your body. And I, since I've been doing, I haven't had a panic, like a true panic attack. Because I used Mm -hmm. to go to the hospital with panic attacks. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a true panic attack in uh, over a year. Oh wow! From this therapy, and I'm not, and I'm not on any medication besides the antidepressants. Mm-hmm. So I'm not on any sedatives anymore, or anything like and that. And you did this, you think it's because of the somatic therapy? Well, I think it's also. I mean, in, in addition to all in the addition other stuff to just you're dealing with the, the sexual assault trauma that I've had. The to deal initial, with. and yeah. had you dealt with it before birth, or birth triggered the memories and the everything? Birth triggered, triggered it. Everything. But I didn't realize it until mm. Me Too, mm. and when that. When I sent out that tweet, what happened was a phenomenon, but on top of that, just the personal aspect was I was being given this gift of women feeling open enough to talk about their own sexual trauma with me, mm-hmm. which was so beautiful, but it triggered everything that I had suppressed in my like own. Because it's like the echoes of your own Yeah, stuff. I was like, oh yeah. my God, that happened to me or I know what you mean you know so all of that those feelings that I had suppressed 
um, came into fruition. And when we, when I was in therapy and I was talking about my sexual trauma, and then she said to me, you know, because the best thing about therapy is that they actually ask you the questions in a systematic way that makes you go, that makes you connect the dots. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about my my sexual assaults and then she said to me did you have traumatic childbirths and i was like yes <laughs> yes i did uh-huh and it just sort of clicked that that was a really hard hard thing and i think that women don't realize it. nobody's talking about that nobody's talking how about how invasive it. childbirth is and well nobody i mean i i to be fair i never took like a birthing class i was told i was gonna have yeah, a they, c-section so they were like don't even oh, really and i was what? like oh, you were cold. told that beforehand yeah because like like have you seen my husband how big he is yeah and they're like this kid's head is enormous you're tiny you're never gonna push this out of you and see sure i enough, would have rathered that how, what my, do you mean? my OBGYN after 18 hours of labor no. came in hair blowing in the wind looking fresh <laughs> as a daisy <laughs> In a mini skirt. <laughs> I was 170 pounds. Yeah, of course. And she actually looked at my husband. This is the same woman that told me to go for a hike. And okay. She looked at my husband and she said, yeah, I could have told you this was going to happen. Well, bitch. And he was like, how come you didn't tell us six hours ago? Yeah. Or 10 hours ago, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? Yeah. No that? shit. Well, uh, that is that is horrifying. They put you through it, and then they end up just all worth it. it by the way, no, <laughs> totally worth it. Uh, but yeah, I think I think um, I think birth is traumatic. Definitely. I, look, I, I was fortunate that both of mine were pretty easy peasy. I mean. Uh, Episiotomy by that. <laughs> hey, two episiotomies. Uh, but I just took the drugs and, um, you know, Bob is your uncle. It wasn't the actual birthing. I feel like because I just was like, I'm just gonna fucking pow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Eastern block my way through this shit. You know, Amazing. I'm like a, a psychotic warrior. Yeah, I'm like I don't fucking care. I, I just tend to dissociate from my physical. Uh, body and I think it's because I, I wasn't in touch with my femininity at all before I had children oh that's interesting so being a mother now I'm really like this is actually cool that I'm a woman like I can make people I can feed people with my body the female body is the most miraculous machine I think ever yeah and it's s- amazing it's fucking we're perfect we're so <laughs> we're fucking perfect <laughs> that's so true yeah. we're amazing we're amazing we should be worshipped instead of marginalized and, and mm-hmm. paid less. Oh, we should definitely be paid more. That's yeah. Perfect. We create sure. the people. Yeah. And if men had it under control, they would just give birth to themselves. Yeah. We deserve raises just for making the people. Yeah. And making men. Oh, my God. And then they fucking hate us. Why do they? <laughs> then they hate their mommies, the bad ones, right? But how crazy is it that, like, we're women and we, we make penises? I know. I think about that all the time. Isn't that weird? Yeah. The first time I made a boy like inside of me. Like you made two penises. And balls. Yeah, I yeah, know. And I know. testicles. I know. I call them balls. Call yeah. Them testicles. And um, yeah, it's all fucking amazing. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, now back to the show. But I'm so glad that you're talking and we're talking openly about this because I remember when I had Ellis and I was looking for podcasts where people were talking about postpartum or just feeling like maybe motherhood is not 100% awesome like i every time a kardashian has a baby there's always the cover of people magazine that's like baby bliss or any celebrity and you're like i mean yes it's fucking amazing and it it transforms you and makes you into a better person it it enriches your life in ways you can't even convey i Mm -hmm. love being a mom it's the role i was meant to be yeah i I didn't even know it right however i think it's a 1950s it's kind of an anti-female thing the party line is you better enjoy it all the time this is your like there's this, this misconception that it's all great all the time and women aren't allowed yeah. to say that it's not all. Well, I feel like people maybe knew that if we were super honest about it then that nobody would have kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> They'd be like, wait, what? It's going to trigger what? You're going to be. Thing. So I think that we, we romanticized yes. to. But I also think that there's an element of, um, of, expecting women to just put on that's that's what i mean the thing that's what like, it is you know it's fine i'm just no, gonna yeah just to to let go of ourselves and but if oh, you look at i'm sorry not to interrupt but to be completely self-sacrificing let's not forget exactly. you need to give up everything to right. be a good mom if you're right. good at it you're gonna put on but a smile that's the project that's yeah. right that's yeah. the projection that they um really want us to embody right yeah. they do they society wants us to embody this this yeah. beautiful sort of image of the new mom on the white sheets <laughs> with yeah. you know the perfect pink baby and it's just not like that it's just yeah. there are mo- beautiful moments don't get me wrong but even the beautiful moments there's something really raw yeah. and primitive about them a hundred percent right a hundred percent yeah like your baby finally stops screaming in the middle of the night from mm. a fever and sickness and then is asleep in your arms and then you're like oh my god you're so beautiful but it's only after you've been awake all night right. and you're in your sweaty pajamas yeah and your tits are hanging out yeah, and leaking and yeah and you're just miserable but you're like this moment is this moment's great and then 30 seconds from now it's going to suck again. Right. And then 30 seconds from now, it's going to be great. And I find those cycles to even be like, you know, remember, and you're probably still in it, but I remember so vividly, I have a, my sister-in-law just gave birth four months ago. Oh shit. She's in it, man. They're in this place right now though, where the baby's just finally starting to sleep. He's sleeping, you know, dream feed at 10. Right. Baby wakes up at 7 a.m. Praise Allah. Yes. But what I don't want to say to them is... (laughs) But I know it's going to happen. He's going to start teething. (laughs) And everything's out the window. Everything that you think, every hump you think you're over right now, or the baby gets sick, or something happens, and it gets completely thrown off whack. Well, please tell me, Varsity Mom, that around five years old, things calm down. Yeah, I can can tell you seven and four, it's really glorious right now. You yeah. mean there's a light? You there mean? is totally a light. Oh, yeah. Thank God. It's And it's special, you know, even though I miss having babies so much because it's just the thighs and the little the knuckles. The and the oh, they're fat knuckles. That's where my baby got Oh, and their, their necks and yeah. all of Oh, it's so yummy. And um, I do miss that. But 
Yeah. You know, my husband and I are able to like, you know, have a cocktail at yes. six o'clock at night and sit outside while the kids are off and running around the backyard. And it's like we're able to <sighs> look at the fruits of our labor and say, you know, and then it's like that. I know. That's I look I at my kid and I'm so obsessive compulsive. I look at Milo and I'm like, he's going to be eight. He's going to be eight. That means 10 years from now. Like, <sighs> I'm not... It's gonna. He's gonna want to move out of the house or go to college. So we basically only have left what we've already had. Yes. And he's yes. like, "Why are you even thinking of it that way?" I'm like, "Because that's because I'm crazy. Because I'm a crazy I, person." I yeah. also I also count Christmases. Right. I go. We're only gonna have oh, 15 yeah. more Christmases. Oh, that's really depressing. Yes, I know. I know. That's why I make everyone the best one ever, and I decorate the house right. and I get the lights on the right. house. Perfect, perfect. Much better than my childhood. I remember though, there was one talking about like the projection versus the reality. There was a really interesting interview that um, Leslie Stahl did with Felicity Huffman, and mm-hmm. this was years mm-hmm. ago. This is when she was in that um, movie where she played a trans woman, and. Um, What's the name of that? Trans America, I think, was the name of that movie. Anyway, she was on 60 Minutes, and Leslie Stahl said to Felicity Huffman in a very condescending Leslie Stahl kind of way, (laughs) so Felicity, is motherhood the best thing you've ever done? (laughs) I love it. And up until that point, I had only heard women say it's really amazing and rewarding and it's so beautiful. And Felicity looked at Leslie Stahl and she goes, um, (laughs) no. (laughs) And not only that, but I resent the question. Wow, girl. And Leslie Stahl was like, you know, she did a Leslie Stahl move. And Felicity said, would you be asking my husband? She's married to William H. Macy. She said, would you be asking my husband that question? No, it's not. It's not great. It's, it's, and yeah, there are moments of it being rewarding, but I got to tell you, 80% of my day, I'm terrified. Yeah. And I was like, full of anxiety. this makes so much more sense than like, yeah. uh, and it's true. 80% you're, you're wondering, do you go to bed every night? And are you like, how did I fuck up my kid today? All the time. All the time. And by the way, I've heard 51% awesome is what parent oh really 51 it's that one percent look you and i went back for seconds so clearly we yeah there was something about it the first time but i didn't go back for seconds for me who'd you go back for my son to get him another did you have siblings growing up i have a brother who's 10 years younger than i but i'll tell you exactly what happened because i remember the moment i was totally fine having one and i met with our estate planner who asked a question of um if david has passed away and you're on life support, who do you want to have the controls? And I'm thinking to myself, (laughs) oh my God, my poor kid. Like, I don't want to put him through this alone. He should have someone to argue with about this. Don't kill mom. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) I have to give him a sibling so he could fight with someone about this. Yes. And so that was the moment. I was like, we should probably have another child because I don't want him to have to go through this. That's a, that's a good point. I, yeah. I wanted a second because I felt it was selfish of me to have him so old. I'm old. I'm, right. We're all mom, really, in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to uh, have a sibling to at least, you know, if, if I should die. I, do you, yeah, that's do you worry about your mortality a lot more? I, I feel like I obsess about my own death now a lot more. And I was always very existential, and now it's in high gear. Really? 
Yeah, like I do Pilates twice a week. I adhere to a primal diet for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do I mean, cardio. I. I mean, I, I see my I dentist a, regularly for cleanings. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I think I'm more sort of. I've always felt that when it's my time, it's my time. And um, my kid, are you? Is your three-year-old obsessed with death yet? <sighs> no. It's a weird thing that when that happens. When they learn about it. What what age they? We had a couple of pets die. Yeah, we did too. I just said that the dog went to doggy heaven. Mm. Just because death is heavy at three. Yeah. 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 Um, I did that with the first dog that died in the family. And my son still, when he goes up in in a plane, will look for that dog. Because oh, he thinks the clouds is, you know. Are and you're like, heaven. hey, kids, stop being so dumb. Yeah. No, not yet. <laughs> We're going to have that conversation when we do the vaginal birth conversation. <laughs> I tell you that Dodger is not in the oh. air and babies come out of your vagina. Oh, God. <laughs> Isn't that, could you remember the first time you learned what intercourse was? Yeah, it was you were a like, book. Wait, what? Yeah. You saw it in a book? Well, because my brother's 10 years younger than I am. My oh. mom got pregnant when I was nine, which is, by the way, a year and two months away from my, that's the conversation I have to have soon with my son. <sighs> and my mom gave me a book called what's where, happening to my body where did I oh. where did I come from Ugh. look it up <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure because it was the 80s it was an enlightened soft oh is there was all like <laughs> oh here we go it was all Let's about um the penis and and I remember something about oh. the penis making uh oh, no. yeah that's it hey I got the what's happening to me book oh you got where did i come from yeah there's a section about um oh my feeling God. like a feather inside your vagina <laughs> by the way i'm still waiting for that feeling the I feather the, that's what it says in the book i never heard no feather <laughs> yeah tickles like a feather okay i'm gonna yeah. throw up from that one mm-hmm. um but let's talk a little bit about i want to go back to this postpartum depression thing just okay. for one moment if i may how, what did your what was your relationship with your husband like at that time? I mean, how did he sense that you were on edge? Like, what, did your oh, behaviors he knew, change? Yeah, yeah, he knew for sure. And I think, I think he just didn't know how to make me feel better. And I think that that was, and and again, because I didn't have the normal postpartum experience where I didn't where I pushed aside the baby and you know because most women have depression they don't want to get out of bed they don't eat I didn't have that I had the opposite where I didn't want anyone else to hold him mm. I was I was, I was that too yeah, yeah. um more of a, an obsessive compulsive sort of behavior and he just didn't he just didn't know what to do and um it was hard it was hard because you you know you feel like you're robbing them of of a a time that should be so joyful yeah you know and it's it's it wasn't for us the beginning was not joyful for us can't tell you i'm going through that now with julian my second son Mm -hmm. who's now he's going to be one and i i have so much mom guilt over not really enjoying the first five months of his life like Mm -hmm. that time for me was really dark and traumatic and that stuff to me the early infancy where they're so helpless mm-hmm. and they're you know that part like i just i was a wreck because that's when i ocd and i yeah check check on the brain check on the baby the yeah yeah this baby's sick and of course yeah. the second baby gets sick way quicker than the first one because right. the first one brings home, home all, the, all the germs all yeah. the nasty so that first baby i mean the second baby 
Ellis brought home hand, foot, and mouth disease when the baby was eight weeks old. Oy. I had every, I had everybody quarantine the baby. Like, don't go to this wing of the fucking house. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in a like I was nutty. And then the fires happened, and I was like, we gotta go, we gotta. Right. I was out of my mind, yeah. man. And yeah, then I got I get it. Oh, and then I finally. Um, I was like, I need something. I think I need it. I've never taken meds before. I've always white knuckled through therapy and mm-hmm. trauma work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think I need to be on something. And I got on Lexapro and it it just took the edge off. Yeah. That that fight or flight you're talking about. It brought it down to like a normal clip so that I could actually talk to my therapist. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense. Like, because when you're in panic and you're in anxiety. No, you can't. It, during like the height of an episode, it's very hard to make sense of anything. And and I do. You have to. You have to take care of that part before you could dive into the to the real therapy, the therapeutic yeah. part of therapy. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Which, by the way, talking to your friends, Alyssa says this wonderful thing, if you listen to what she said before, that a therapist, you can, you you talk to somebody, a licensed person, and then they can guide you with the questions they ask you to better conclusions. So a lot of people, they say, why do you need to go with therapist? Don't you have friends? I'm like, hey, no, I don't have good friends. And secondly, a therapist can guide you because they, they know what the also, right answer is. Also, what friends here. are talking about postpartum? I, I mean, know. it wasn't until I was open with my own... And I had a great group of mommy friends. Oh, you're so lucky. But none of us talked about the fact that we were going through something. Why not? What, what do you think that... Because it, the stigma attached to, to mental health, I think, and mental mm. illness. And then once I was open with like, you know, I'm, I'm going through this, this postpartum anxiety. And I'm, then it became like, oh my God. I totally had that. Right. And I'm dealing with that right now. And all of a sudden it was like, you are? Yeah. Like, why didn't you tell me that? You know, and I just think we need to be able to communicate better with each other as women. Yeah. But we don't have any of that village mentality anymore. No, we don't. But I'm hoping to build that with, because I do believe in the podcasting community, like uh, your mom's house, as much as that show is about uh, derelicts and pooping, like Mm -hmm. there's a strong community behind it. And I believe this show is the beginnings of that too, where women can feel like they can hear conversations like that. But it's still isolating. It is very. Well, even being isolating, taking care of an infant is extremely isolating. Yeah. You're literally home alone. But that's what I'm saying. The village mentality, it's not supposed to be that way. No. You're supposed to be able to like, you know, give your child to to your cousin to breastfeed. And I mean, that's the community aspect yes. and the village. And this is, again, why we need lactation consultants, because we don't see other people breastfeed. Yeah. And so we don't know how to do it. Oh, Our I body, didn't know. We, don't, we don't know how to do it. Um, it's so hard. To. And that's why, I mean, it's if terrible. you look at if you look at the the immigrants that moved to this country, from other countries where where this village mentality is very prevalent, even places like countries like Italy, um, the the communities that they immigrated to, like if you go to any sort of New York Italian, like Little Italy or anything oh, yeah. like that, even the houses that were built are mother daughter houses, mm. right? Yes, yes that's They're true. Two family houses. 100%. And everything's really close to each other, and and, and it's specifically for that reason, oh, because yeah. we were not meant to raise children in a vortex. Without your grandparents, and the aunts, and the uncle, and then we have no, and have the neighbors, nobody. and the cousins. That's and right. The, That's 100% right. Yeah. Um, I'll be that for you. I love you. We Come love you. Yeah. We, I'll hold your hand, and I'll look in your eyes. I'll okay. tell you better stuff than your gynecologist did. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not that part. Get on antidepressants. <laughs> right. 
Exactly. All right, let's do some mom fails and we'll get you out of here. I know you probably have mom stuff to do. Did you pick up your kid? You have to pick up your kid from school today? No, my my um pop my dad is picking them up. Your dad, that's so he's nice. He's really hands-on papa. I love hearing that. Yeah, he's very very sweet. Was your mom good? I have great parents. They're normal. Yeah. I don't know if they were normal. But they were good. Good yeah. enough. And that's, an, have you heard of that? The good enough parent? No, but I feel like I need that. What is that? Yeah, me too. Because I tend to uh, go into perfectionism. My mom was mentally me ill. Too. My dad's an alcoholic. So I'm very much an overcompensator when it comes to mm -hmm. how I raise my children. I'm extremely, um, I try to stay conscious and I go to therapy and I do everything. Right. right? You take care of your own health so you can take Hell care of them. Oh, yes, girl. Yes. Anyway, there's this idea of the good enough parent. It's a book that came out where it says you don't need to be perfect. Uh, they did a studies on uh, parenting and actually they found that people that are too good at parenting raise children who are inept at the world mm -hmm. in general and if as long as you have a good enough parent you're uh, uh, you're gonna thrive so that's all i'm aiming for is is fucking good enough but, i mean i always say my parents were fucked up enough to make me interesting yeah that's good right? too that's yeah. what i want yeah. you don't want a kid that doesn't have any juice, no stories yeah. for the party, you know? Like, the edge. Yeah. yeah. Like your kid, I, I saw, yeah. I don't, you know, he plays the drums and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, get it. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's hear some mom <laughs> fails. I promised you this like an hour ago. Let's hear some voicemails. And if you have a mom now fail. Now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. fails. If you have a mom fail, Alyssa, please. Uh, I have so many mom oh, fails. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, good. Okay, so this first one, let's get it to voicemail. Uh, hi, Christine. My name's Brandon. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, this is a mom fail for you. It's actually two if you got time. Um, when I was probably eight or nine, my mom was bored at the house, wanted to watch a movie, so she put on Total Recall and only decided to cover my eyes when there were three tits on the screen instead of when there were eyes popping out of people's skulls. So that was fun. And then um, the next day, she thought it would be better if I watched For the Birds by uh, Alfred Hitchcock, where um, people's eyes were getting pecked out. That was also fun. Um, last one, my grandma, she uh, wasn't, my, my mom, my biological mom isn't a big fan of her. And when she came to visit one day, um, one of the few times we saw her that she was allowed over, she borrowed the chuck, took us out for ice cream. And when uh, she came home, she parked it really poorly, as in she hit several things. And then she gave all of the kids $50 and then left. And I've seen her three times since then. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, a lot of good mothers in my family. <laughs> anyway, big fan of the show. Uh, have a good one. I love him. I love him, too. Sweet. I get a lot of dad calls. Blue That's so sweet. That was a son call, though, yeah. and a grandson call. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, men so, want to be on the show. I remember the first the first mom fail I had. I was trying to multitask and um, do my makeup while breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, this is Milo. Impossible. Right? And so I'm doing like this and I have my arm and I'm, and I'm you know, doing the, the blush and the whole thing and I sit him up and I'm doing <laughs> mascara like this and he reaches forward. He's seven months old and he touches the light bulb. <gasps> oh, my butt tingled. You know, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, you, you know, in those vanities, those light bulbs get really, really hot. He yeah. had second degree burns <gasps> on all of his little fingers and... <gasps> Oh my god! Oh, really, really, really. I'm oh, so bad. sorry. It was awful. I'm sorry. He doesn't remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and I won't be reminding him. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the first one. I forgive you. Thank you. Do I you appreciate that. I need that. Yeah, I know. I need that because I clearly haven't forgotten, forgiven myself yet. Well, one yeah, time, awful. I sit my kids on the counter all the time, and I know that's supposed to be a big no, no. They've never fallen off yet. Knock on wood. 
but one time um, we just finished using the toaster, so it was hot. And Ellis, I had him on mm -hmm. uh, the counter. Mm -hmm. He was maybe almost two, and he went to touch the toaster and burned all of his fingers mm. too. And I was like, oh fuck! And the t the tears and the crying, mm -hmm. and then you're trying to pour cold water I over know. it. And they're like, I'm such a bad. Mom. And they're looking at you like, why did you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> such a bad person um could you ever i remember um we know those stupid buzzfeed type articles where it's mm -hmm. like breastfeeding hacks did you ever see the one where they're like drive and pump at the same time you can strap the pump to your tits and drive did you ever do that no one? i could never do that no who are these crazy women i did i did read a lot of articles though on like how to pump when you've had a cocktail. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, and, yeah. and I was surprised to know that, like, you should be drinking the cocktail while you're pumping because the alcohol won't get to your breast milk. Wait, what? So yeah. that it doesn't have time to process Exactly. Through. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Well, for your next one. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I love my last good egg was that second baby. I got yeah. no eggs left, bitch. <laughs> me, me, too. me too. Me too. Um, we I might have one egg between the two of yeah. us. <laughs> shop is shut. Yeah. I got those strips that you dip into yeah, the, those are good the tip too. milk. Yeah, those yeah. work. All right, what's our next mom feel? Let's do another voicemail. Hey, this is Lindsay. My husband is a huge fan and um, told me about your new endeavor with the where my mommy's at. And I, too, don't have any mommy friends, and I'm so super excited to start following along on this with you. But anyway, I thought of you this morning because – I'm actually standing in my kitchen by myself, pouring myself a cup of coffee that I'm actually going to drink. And I don't know if this is a mom fail or a mom win, but the reason I'm able to get my coffee by myself without my usual morning insanity is because my three-year-old son, who is Ellis's age, is playing by himself in the playroom with the door shut, and he won't come out because... I've told him I need to change his diaper a few times. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm that mom. Letting him play in the <laughs> right now with a fully loaded PP pair of pants. It's awesome. It is. It's uh, awesome. Some morning coffee. So, anyway, good morning and excited about the show again. Bye. That's awesome. Okay, so I was just reminded, and I don't know why, of another mom fail that I had where my Husband and I were taking Milo. He must have been, Bella wasn't born yet, so he must have been two. We were taking him to David's best friend's wedding, which was across the country. No. Yeah. No. And wait, no, this gets so much, this gets so much worse. <laughs> As we are taking off from LAX, I look at Milo and I'm like, he's looking peaked. Oh, no. He looks at me and decides to, now we're in coach. So we're in like a four row across, like middle. Thing. You're flying coach for your celebrity. <laughs> I love how that's, that's your takeaway. <laughs> that's your takeaway, huh? God, Alyssa, I could hook you up with um, some frequent flyer miles. I don't on know. Next I don't know. I don't know why we were in coach. Let's just say a free <laughs> class wasn't available. But my son proceeded to vomit, no. projectile vomit <laughs> on the takeoff. No! Of a five and a half hour flight. And my instinct was, as I'm looking at him, and in slow-mo, I see the vomit coming out of every... For some reason, my instinct was to do this. <laughs> and I caught oh! the vomit in my oh, hands. No! And so now, no. now I'm covered no. 
And you know, vom- you can't no, stop the smell. You can't stop the fucking smell of the vomit. <sighs> and he has vomited all over me. He's like perfect, right? Because once they get it out, it's fine. <laughs> My husband's looking at me totally horrified. <laughs> I don't have a change of clothes. No. Not only for the, not for the baby, but for me. No. So I then have to be on the flight. <laughs> For five and a half hours with my son's vomit <laughs> all over me. The smell just stinking up the entire plane. Oh, my God. I, it was, I, oh, it was so awful. It was so awful. So I guess my mommy fail in that situation would be that I didn't bring changes of clothes. Well, they have clothes in first class. Oh, good to know. What a bitch. <laughs> I think they have extra t-shirts up there. <laughs> well, extra toilet seat covers. I can't believe it. Ew, you flew that whole, yeah, time. whole time. I'm so sorry. It was awful. And it was literally during the takeoff. And then Ugh. he was fine. He was fine the rest of the trip. But Oh, my God. That is I think horrifying. there was something that happened, too, where like the, f- the connection flight was delayed. No. That was, we weren't flying direct, either. You're going to yell at me for What's that, What's wrong too? with you? <laughs> Your husband makes a living? <laughs> What agency is he with? It's a top agency. Unbelievable. Anyway, there's my. You guys are cheap. We gotta talk to my husband. He's working on buying a jet right now. Oh, so good. Maybe we can share us, it. <laughs> no, I mean it's not a good thing. Oh no. No, I'm trying to discourage. God damn it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw up just listening to that story. Sorry. I'm so that's so bad. that's my nightmare. I would rather be diarrhea on than barfed on. Yeah, it's it was really bad. It was really... And how did you not barf the whole time? Okay. Because your kid's barf is different than any other barf. Right. Which my mother-in-law told me. Like, I remember my niece throwing up while I was taking care of her. And I was, like, gagging as I was cleaning up the mess. And my mother-in-law looked at me and said, it's totally different when it's your own kid's vomit. You don't care. It's got to be some weird biological thing. Yeah, I love him. I'm like, that's cool. I love you. Yeah. I know. It's okay. Oh, God. Okay, let's do another mom (laughs) fail. One last one, right? Oh. Hi, Mommy Tina. First time, long time. Uh, it's Norm from San Antonio. I have a mommy-daddy fail for you. Um, we, me and my wife, decided it was uh, sexy times one night, and my five-year-old son was sleeping uh, on the floor next to the bed, but uh, it was sexy times. So uh, we were getting it on, and right <laughs> when I was getting to the point where I was almost done, and I was ready to splooge. Um, I heard a tiny voice by the bed say, Daddy, what's that washing noise? And it totally ruined my moment. It's the uh, washing noise? Anyway, that's my uh, dad, mommy, daddy fail. Like, Thank you, uh, mommy Tina. Love you, jeans. Like, Bye. Washing like, noise? Well, yeah. First of all, there's so many fails. In yeah, that story. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> No do we do we have to say what's wrong? Like, no, should I we think just, just say... we should just. <laughs> I've never done that. Well, I feel like I listen. I played this call only because. Uh, let me just tell you: don't have sex with your five-year-old in, in the, room. the room, even if they're sleeping. I think it's a bad policy. Yeah. To even fuck if with you your... gave them Benadryl before right. <laughs> bed, <laughs> just don't. Just I think it's don't. Isn't it a crime? Is it illegal? It's something it bad. Be. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. Like, yeah, like indecent. <laughs> something yeah i don't know what that crime would be and, and i like but how yes he's bummed he's like and then that the yeah, kid ruined yeah. my orgasm yeah man. and then Ugh. sexy time was ruined yeah <laughs> what's wrong with you what's wrong with y'all <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't 
crazy. I mean, and I don't like judging like parents oh, because I, I judge. feel like we're you do? I, I judge that shit. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah. How could you not that was wrong, man? That's because there's you some think, wrong like, shit. Everyone's trying to do the best job that they possibly can. A hundred percent. But there are some shit that look, bro, like I don't give a fuck if you co-sleep breastfeed the kid until he's in college i don't care if you take a shit with your toddler on your lap i don't but having sex with a kid in the room that's damaging man i mean even if you think they don't have a memory of it i i walked in on my parents having sex once and and i'll never forget it i was like what are you doing and my my dad freaked out and he was like "Uh, we're exercising (laughs) that's a good one to say oh yeah but then my mom said very calmly your dad and i are making love and i didn't know what that meant yeah but i knew that that was something that the two of them should probably handle on their own and i just left yeah no i say how about this uh yeah let your kids sleep in their own room and lock the damn door yeah lock the door that's what that's we all do. it is man yeah that's all you gotta do mm-hmm. or go bang in the shower and lock the door so the kid can't yeah. uh, get in no don't, don't bang with your kid in the room yeah that's a trauma trauma that's what nightmares are made out of okay let's do mm-hmm. one last one to cleanse the palate a sorbet of a mom fail hi um christina p this is jill and i want to tell you about my mom fail so um i have been known to have a little bit of a temper when i'm driving and i was going grocery shopping with my kids and we went to this particular store that has a grocery cart that's shaped like a race car and i put my kids in it and we were shopping and as we went down one aisle that was completely full of customers my four-year-old beeps the horn and says beep beep get out of the way you fucks (laughs) so needless to say i've been trying to clean up my potty mouth when i'm driving (laughs) and now instead of fuck we say silly buddies that's it silly buddies that's good i like that do you curse in front of your kids oh yeah yeah (laughs) but you know what we 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 don't call them the bad words in our house are the words like stupid Mm. ugly any anything that's derogatory is are the bad words cursing is like just adult words you mm-hmm. can say it when you're an adult that they're not bad words they're just adult words it's very rational so yeah so i like that's that how we play. no you guys are smart otherwise they think we're saying bad words and they're not bad i mean fuck is like the greatest word ever i know people they are just weird. can't say it until they shave that's a good oh i like that that's brilliant mm-hmm. all right you're smart would you mind doing um you want to give advice to people sure okay well, what is uh this one's a bummer right that voicemail i don't want to do that that's like a death thing Right, yeah, I think you have some... Uh, no, some let's do some cute. Oh, actually, you can help me since you're a varsity mom. I'm JV mom. Uh, this says... Oh, wait, you want the intro music? Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry for Blue Band. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? In this case, what would uh, A... What's your last name? Milano. AM do. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It says, hi, Christina. Can you please do an episode on potty training? My almost three-year-old has been daytime potty trained since around 18-ish months old. However, we are stuck on the mini training potty. 
We started her on the regular potty first, hoping to skip the whole little potty altogether, but the first time she pooped and water splashed up and hit her little booty, she flipped shit and has been terrified of the toilet ever since. I have to bring her potty everywhere. I really want to get her on the toilet. I know, but I am out of ideas. (laughs) My strong-willed child cannot be bribed or begged, not to mention her little sister is about ready to start, and I really don't want her to start this vicious cycle all over again. Help, Linda. So... Help. Okay, so my my daughter did this exact same thing. She oh. would not poop in the toilet. Mm-hmm. She would. She actually got to the point where she would put on a diaper herself oh. to poop in the corner because I would say to her, and she was probably three, and I would say to her, "Look, I'm not going to help you poop in a diaper. <laughs> so what? if you want to poop in a diaper, you're going to have to take care of putting on the diaper, right, and wiping and doing the whole thing after you poop in the diaper." She didn't care. She was like, oh, you know what? Great. I'm just going to keep putting on my diaper, right? And I'm like, well, you can't negotiate with a fucking terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is how I felt because I was so distraught. And we tried everything. We did that weird, like, you you cut the hole in the diaper. But you leave the diaper on so that when they sit... On the bowl, they still feel like they're secure, but the poop goes into the toilet. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. And then one day, I've she, never heard of. she just woke up and she was like, I can go now. And she would go, in the, and that was it. She never looked back. See, that's what I hear, because I'm a three-and-a-half-year-old male. My boys were in the midst of, he's okay peeing, but no number twos. And everybody's like, just relax. One day he's going to tell you, I'm ready to do it. Yep, and that's exactly what happened with Bella. And yeah. we were so stressed. I remember one time sitting with her she was on the bowl trying to get her to go and I was holding her around her waist because she was so terrified of and I think it's like the, the, the gravity water. feeling or the back the black the backsplash must not be uh, yeah that pleasant. too but also that yeah. gravity feeling yeah, of it yeah. like coming out yeah and I remember holding her and just trying to, it's okay it's gonna be okay <laughs> and I sh- I would start crying like oh. I don't know how to help you through this I wish yeah. I understood you know and just looking at her with big chunky tears in my eyes being like I don't know what to do to make this easier for-. and then she just woke up one day and was like, like I'm gonna go in the bowl <laughs> and she never looked back oh wonderful so that that would be my advice is like she's she's eventually gonna Time. do it when she's ready when she's ready yeah and yep. plus I, I imagine she's going to want to be a, an example to her younger sibling there mm-hmm. I mean don't they at some point want to be a shining example I think so like hey yeah. look what I can do yeah oh my gosh yeah. look at all we do for our children <laughs> I've never been so like concerned with poop yes and the color of poop and yes the consistency of poop did they poop what did yeah. they poop mm-hmm. does this poop smell healthy i mean like yeah. poop all day every day all, all day, day every day, day poop. and poop on my hands on the clothes uh-huh. i don't care but poop doesn't freak me out as much as puke What's up with breast milk poop right it's different color and it has that weird seed thing <laughs> that sometimes yeah oh yeah happens. it's like greasy right Oh. <laughs> oh my god wait i have a breastfeeding question will you do one okay more? yeah you're so fantastic please, i'd love to you're such a great uh guest and a mommy Thank hold on you. Said fucking breastfeeding what's trending in mom world? oh is that trending in mom Let's thanks for find out oh my gosh this one's long okay hold on, hold on. oh I, I don't know i was hoping you could give a counter to this sentiment because i okay. feel like you're you're very good at breastfeeding i'm kind of like i did my time i'm out so here, I'll just read this. Where I feel I may be of service to other mommies is in the realm of breastfeeding. I exclusively breastfed my daughter for 13 months. She did not take a bottle or pacifier, just boob. 
I'm a breastfeeding advocate. I need to be honest though, saying things like it's a quote magical journey or a form of bonding that you can only achieve through breastfeeding is bullshit and it helps no one. Are there parts of it that are beautiful? Absolutely. When you look at this little baby that you grew inside you and you are continuing to grow through nursing, it is beautiful. However, when your child doesn't latch properly or you're pumping to increase your supply or you're 30 years old with 60 year old deflated tits because you're done breastfeeding, not beautiful at all. I know many moms who beat themselves up for not nursing, supplementing, or not nursing long enough. Breastfeeding is only beneficial if it works for your family. If it's causing you physical or mental distress, please ask for help. Don't let anyone make you feel inferior if you can't or don't want to breastfeed. A healthy mother is the best mother. Thank you, Erin. What do you think? I don't know. I think she gave herself amazing advice. Right. It's not, it's, it doesn't have to be for everyone. Um, Again, it's not the romantic visual that we have. I mean, my nipples bled. It's mm. very, it's hard work. It's brutal, yeah. It's hard work. And if you could get past the first couple of months, it gets easier. But I don't think, I, I mean, I think we need to look at it as, again, we put so much pressure on women. And we really need to look at it as for what it is, which is very convenient. Yeah, And cheap. it's incredibly cheap, <laughs> right? And incredibly yeah. healthy. Yeah. Other things are healthy as well, yeah. and it doesn't mean you're going to be less bound to your to your child if if you uh, can't make through make it through. I know it's totally I, okay. I felt a lot of the pressure, especially with the first baby. The lactation consultant comes around like the minute you give birth. Yeah, and they're like squeezing your nips. You yeah. Yeah. yeah, you ready? How you doing? Then they're coming in. You got ah, baby's not when getting like, weight. Make the baby's sandwich. Like, make oh, the, the sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, make the sandwich. Oh, the fucking sandwich, lady. And then, and then the baby's not gaining weight because you're not, uh, the milk didn't come in yet. And now you got to weigh the baby every day at the mm -hmm. doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And by the second kid, I was like, guess what? Kids getting formula until my milk comes in. Yeah, there and you that's go. What that's what I did. I did the SNS system. Did What's you? What's that? So it's a little, and you can look it up on Amazon. It's a little tiny, tiny, tiny tube that attaches to like a formula bottle. And you tape the tube to your nipple. Oh, and so you're getting the nipple stimulation, but your your baby's also getting formula in those oh. first. Because Bella came out, start, there it is. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I wish and I would have right known there? that. I wish I would have done that. See? Oh. See, why don't women know about this? Because nobody talks about it. You're supposed to be perfect at breastfeeding as soon as you come out. That's right. But we're not. So these trusty little... So she's saying it's a, it's a tube that looks like it hangs around their mother's neck and you put the formula in the bag here and then there's a tube that goes right and it goes alongside the nipple. So when the baby sucks, they're stimulating your nipple to get your milk supply going. That's right. But still getting formula. Oh, that's brilliant. It's I brilliant. wish I would have known about it's brilliant. that. brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I would have done that. And uh, I wish I, I would your girlfriend uh, then. Cause I, I know. GD it. it. The baby only needs colostrum for the yeah. first 70 hours. <laughs> how many times did you hear that horse oh shit? My God, so Don't worry times. about it. Yeah. And then nobody tells you how painful it is when the breast milk does come in. It feels like your boobs are just, it's the most painful mm -hmm. thing. And I had one friend, because I was ready to stop doing it. And I had one friend that said, you can do this. And if you get, get past the first six to eight weeks, it's going to be smooth sailing. Oh, wow. You can do it. You can do it. And sure enough, at, at around eight weeks, yeah, you it get got used easier, to it. easier. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, I cannot thank you enough for thank coming. You. You're so fantastic. Thank you. Check out Sorry Not Sorry, uh, Alyssa's new podcast. She's such an outspoken advocate 
What's your what's your cause right now? What are you into? What's firing you up that you're talking about on your show? I'm just trying to um, uh, make our country kind again. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I was trying to think of how to say that in case we had, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just looking at the the humanitarian aspects of what our country is going through right now and trying to um, help. Yeah, I know. I think we're going to uh, hopefully uh, soon usher in an era of more open dialogue between people and yeah. and kindness. and Kindness. Yeah, I agree. And love. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Peace. It's the pendulums. The ultimately, uh, stuff goes back around. I hope so. I hope my kids get to grow up in a world where those things are are important to people. I think they will, because I actually like millennials in that they're very conscientious. They're very. Um, That's true. They're yeah. pretty cool, man. Like yeah. they create businesses that have causes attached mm-hmm. and stuff. Yes, and they don't separate. I feel like our generation separated like business with philanthropy. Yeah, or, yeah. It's, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, and they have Fortnite and um, and cool they can dances. move. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Alyssa. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yay. My mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's where my mom's where.